How many count their blessings today? Amen. How many know we're a blessed people tonight? We're, we're in the house of God. We're blessed tonight. Amen. But I want to turn your attention to Exodus 17, beginning in verse 8. I don't know if you've realized how much we're in a warfare like we've never been before. I believe that. How many know we're fighting a real enemy tonight? How many know we're fighting a real devil? That devil wants to get you distracted. That devil wants to get your mind off Jesus. How many know we got to wage war tonight? How many know you're on the battlefield tonight? We're not on a reserve line. We're on the what? Front line tonight. Amen. Exodus 17, beginning in verse 8. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose, choose us out men and go out and fight Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses and said to him, and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand, the Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, that they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed, stayed up his hands, the one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomforted Amalekak and his people with the edge of the sword. I want to speak to you on spiritual warfare. We're in a war tonight. Amen. We can't get let our we can't put our hands down now. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We can't throw up give up now. We got to keep marching on. We come too far to look back. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight, Lord, and we lift you up, dear God. And I exalt you, dear Lord, tonight, Lord, and I praise you, Father, for what you've done and what you're going to do in here tonight Father Lord uh, Lord I pray Lord tonight God that you'll anoint me to speak your word uh, you'll anoint the congregation to hear your word Father Lord uh, and we give you the glory God the praise and the honor in that precious name of Jesus Christ we pray amen and amen how many once again glad to be in the Lord's house tonight uh, I don't know about you but have there ever been a time in your life uh, when it seems like everything's being thrown at you but the kitchen sink. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, here it comes. Then all of a sudden, here comes that kitchen sink. Uh, it seems like your theme song is when it rains, it pours. Anybody know what I'm saying? And nobody knows the trouble that I've seen. Uh, we can even take it a step farther. Anybody know what I'm talking about when it seems like they feel like there's a target uh, on your back and there's a, been a neon arrow pointing you at you saying, he's over here or she's over there. Sometimes it seems like the devil puts a target on her back. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It seems like when you're in school, we'd want to get somebody hit or something. We'd put a sign on their back that said, kick me. Don't tell me you ain't never done it. I'm telling you right now, you may have wore that sign a few times, but it seems like the devil's got, put, got that target on her back to bring us distracted, to get us out of our routine. 
routine of seeking the face of God. How many know he'll pour things upon you to get you frustrated? He'll bring things upon you to get you discouraged. He'll bring things your way to try to get you to lose focus. How many know this is the spiritual realm I'm talking about? There is a battlefield, and I'm telling you on every battlefield, if we ain't got our hands where it needs to be, and if we ain't on our knees, that determines whether we win or we lose the battle tonight. The truth is we're always in a battle. And the truth is it's spiritual tonight, amen? There are always demons that are working, amen? I'm telling you, they're trying to draw you away from God. It's trying to destroy your life, trying to destroy your family, trying to steal your health, trying to steal your peace, your joy. But let me, and ultimately, what's that devil out to do? He's out to try to what? Kill you. Uh, John 10 and 10 tells us uh, the thief cometh but to what? Uh, to kill, to, to steal, to kill, and to what? Uh, to destroy. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, there's a real enemy that's out there in operation tonight. Uh, if you don't believe it, look around in our nation tonight and you'll understand we are fighting a spiritual battle right now. The fact is, too many times people let him get by with it. He is, tries to get your attention focused upon the natural. He knows if he can get you focused upon the natural, he can get you. What are you saying, preacher? He knows if he can get you to expand your energy on fighting and struggling and warring in the flesh, that you are already defeated. Uh-oh. What are you saying there? We don't want to do it God's way sometimes. We'll get there. How many know tonight that spiritual battles can never be won on natural grounds? How many know that like, spiritual battles can never be won on physical grounds with physical weapons? I'm telling you we'll get to here in a few minutes, but I'm telling you we're in a war tonight. And people are just playing, going around, walking in la-la land. You know, Paul wrote in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, he said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Our battle tonight, our warfare tonight is spiritual tonight. How many know what we know who the real enemy is tonight? How many know we're facing a real devil tonight? How many know Oh, we're in a weird warfare situation tonight and people begin to uh, don't realize uh, that the battle of the soul is at stake. Uh, how many know if a man loses his soul, he's lost everything, amen? Uh, I'm telling you tonight, we can't get distracted. Uh, we've got to stay on the battlefield. Uh, we've got to stay on our knees before God uh, and we've got to stand in the word of God tonight. I'm telling you, you don't see him, but I'm telling you there's a real devil that's seeking you out. Did you hear me? There's a real devil that wants to destroy this preacher. Amen? There's a real devil that wants to destroy you, saint of God, in here tonight. 
Amen. People don't realize this is a battlefield that's going your way. And I'm telling you, he knows what he's doing. He knows the tactics to use against one. He knows what to bring your way. I'm telling you, if there's ever been a time we need to get on our knees before God, it is right now. Amen. It ain't a time to go slack. It ain't a time to grow cold. It's time to get on the battlefield. Amen. It's time to get on the battlefield. How many know we ain't going to give the devil a place around here to work? Amen. How many knows we're going to keep our ourselves uh, on the war like fire line tonight. Uh, how many know we're going to keep ourselves uh, waging war against the enemy tonight? Amen. Anybody else with me that says we're going to drive out the forces of hell? Uh, how many in here want to start a revival in Houston town? I'm telling you, but there's a devil out. Want to put your fire out. Amen. There's a devil out there that wants to steal, kill, and to destroy your household. He wants to ravage it. I tell you, this country's facing a spirit, big battle right now, ain't it? Can I tell you the biggest threat we're facing ain't the Russians? Amen? The biggest threat we're facing is that devil that has been running roughshod down in D.C. It's what Paul talked about. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places. He's there. He got a seat in Washington, I believe. He got a seat in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. He got a seat in high places. Why do you think some of these ungodly decrees come out? Because there's a devil over there people don't see. Where are we at right now? I'm telling you, it seems like the church is getting slack while the devil's on a rampage, don't it? It seems like people ain't got a heart for the things of God no more. And they want to know why they're defeated by the enemy. Amen? We're going to get there in a little bit. But people don't realize we're in a battle tonight. There's a real devil out there. You don't believe me? Look at the effects that's going on. He's out running rough shot. He's out trying to steal. He's out killing. He's out destroying. Look at lives tonight that isn't rampant. That's ruined. Look at the things that's going on in our society. How many, how he's ruining people. How many caskets will be drawn up the aisle because they fell to that old devil? Amen. People don't realize it. But I want you to know there's a devil out there. But God didn't leave us unequipped. He said we got some spiritual weapons to fight this battle. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 5, he says though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imagination in every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of who? Of Christ. And for Exodus 17, 8, 
through verse 13, we begin to see this fight with Amalek. Joshua and the children are in a real physical confrontation. These Amalekites are not imaginary. They are a real enemy that hated the children of God and wanted to destroy them. Let me tell you, it symbolizes how the enemy will use the natural, the visible, and the tangible things to war against us. How many know I believe tonight that that old enemy will send things our way to try to bring us down? Amen? How many know I believe he uses sickness sometimes to try to get one's mind off God? Anybody else believe that? How many know sickness came in with the fall? Amen? How many know by his stripes that we are healed tonight? I'm telling you, how many still believe in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ? How many still believe by his stripes we are healed? They said I was wound down a little bit Sunday night. My Lord, I feel like the energizer burning tonight. I feel like I can keep going and going and going. You may hear me about 12 o'clock tonight. But people don't realize that enemy will use real things to come against you. How I many you know he'll use people to try to drag, put the flame on your fire? How I many he'll try to know he'll use other people to try to discourage you? Anybody been there? How many know he'll use frustrations to try to bring you down? The point is he's try, he'll use anything to try to get our mind off the name of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, we can't allow that to happen. We got to stay focused upon him tonight. You know, Amalekites were real. That devil's real. If you ain't never fought the devil, I'd be worried. He ain't going to fight nobody. He's already got it, amen? But if you know what I'm talking about, you know it's a real fight sometimes. I believe this morning I was fighting the devil. Didn't want me in the pulpit tonight. But I said, I got to be in the pulpit tonight, amen? If I ain't in the pulpit, I miss preaching. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. People don't realize he'll use real things to try to bring, to grab your attention. He's the master painter. I'm telling you, he's using things right now going on to try to distract you off Christ. He's fighting a battle like we've never seen before. He's lining up his armies, but I got news for you. All the armies in the world ain't going to defeat the Son of God. Amen? I'm telling you, we're in a real warfare. We're in a real battle. It ain't a time to throw in the towel. It's time to get up. It's time to get on our knees, and it's time to get our sword in our hand, and it's time that we charge the gates of hell. Amen? I believe this. Many people don't understand. Most problems that come in our life, people say, why in the world we go through all these things? How many know the problems that we face right now come about because of the fall? Anybody know that? The pains we get are because of the fall. The roots come from the fall. But I got news for the roots. He said, by his stripes, we are what? Healed. How many know we're more than overcomers through who? 
Christ Jesus tonight. People don't realize the warfare that we're in. But I'm telling you tonight, we still are victorious. We still can say the blood and the stripes are the cure for all diseases. How many in here need a healing in their body tonight? How many in here need a touch in their body? How many know the blood of Jesus is still available? How many know he's still healing? He done it then. He'll do it for you tonight. Amen. I hear all these, amen, Sawyer. I'm going to turn this young man loose one day. Amen. You saw, I heard that, didn't you? It's hard to compete with him. No, I'm telling you, I hear these requests, and it seems most of us know somebody in here that's been affected by cancer or know somebody that's going through it. It seems like it's an everyday thing, ain't it? It does. There's new things coming. Well, I got news for you. I used to I tell mama, I told her one time, I said, I reject both sides of my family, that blood. The only blood I'm claiming is the blood of Jesus. Amen. I said, there ain't no sugar diabetes in the blood of Jesus. There ain't no cancer in the blood of Jesus. There ain't no disease in the blood of Jesus. How many believe that tonight? By his blood, we are still healed tonight. How many know when doctors ain't got an answer, the blood of Jesus is still you there. My Lord, I feel him in here. Can I preach tonight? The blood of Jesus wipes away the root of the fall. I tell people, you know, they said they shall bruise his heel, but he shall bruise his head. Amen. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. That devil comes pricking around. I like to remind him of the blood of Jesus. And I like to shut the door on him. Get away. You tell that devil, get away. Anybody know what I'm telling you about? Some of you need to tell the devil to shut up. Some of you need to remind the devil of the blood of Jesus. Amen. I'm telling you the blood is still powerful tonight. We're in a warfare tonight, but I'm telling you, there's a bloodline that he can't cross, saints of God. How many in here are saints of God tonight? How many in here is bought with the blood tonight? How many know when he sees that bloodline? He cannot cross that bloodline. I look at him like this. I'm about ready to tell on myself. You ever went and seen a dog chained up on a big... You know, it would want to eat you up if it can. You'd put your foot out right there. That dog could only come to right here. You could pull it back. I'm about to even really tell on myself even more. I used to like to play. I used to have a dog. I'd like to play around with it. You want it, boy? I bet you would. Until <laughs> I finally would give it to him. I'm telling you right now, I'll picture that devil. He can go so far. But when he sees that line, he said, I don't want nothing to do with that line. Anybody know what I'm saying? I don't want nothing to do with that bloodline. I don't know what to do with that blood of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, thank God for the blood of the Lamb. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. By his blood, we are made whole tonight. I still believe in the blood. Anybody else? Ain't where I was going. But too many people now I'm the enemy to run roughshod over them. 
Some of you need to tell the devil he has no authority in your life. How many saints of God in here? If you're bought with the blood, he has no authority in your life whatsoever. If he comes in, it's because you opened the door and let him come in. Just like David did with Bathsheba. He allowed the traveler to come in. He couldn't stop the traveler from passing by, but he sure couldn't, but he sure didn't have to allow him to come in. I'm telling you, that old devil likes to get us down, don't he? That old devil likes to discourage us sometimes. But I like to remind him of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Sometimes I need to just remind him about the blood that defeated him. Amen. That blood gives us strength from day to day. I'm not going to try to sing it. You still need to get a hundred people in here yet. I'm telling you for you to get me to sing. But I'm telling you right now that blood is still there. I'm telling you no matter what comes our way. Saint of God, the blood is still as powerful as it was to thousand years ago it still wash away sin what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of Jesus what can make me whiter than snow nothing but the blood of Jesus that's scriptural by the way <laughs> for those who didn't know by the way I'm going to tell you snow is a treasure from the Lord and it's in scripture In the book of Job. Oh, what can wipe away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. When the devil tries to remind me of my past failures, I remind him about the blood of Jesus. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I still, time, time, I know there's people down home that'll probably bring up things. Years and years ago that happened. And I tell, they say, hey, we got skeletons in our closet. Yeah, but that skeleton in my closet is covered by the blood now. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> People need to realize the blood. <laughs> it's where it's at. Telling you no matter what it is. No matter the sickness, whether it's a physical sickness or a sin sickness, the blood is still powerful tonight. You need an answer? How about one drop of blood? How about a blood transfusion? The blood of Jesus can make me whole. The reason some of you in here tonight is because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. The reason we're standing here tonight is because of the blood of Jesus. We're in a fallen world, but the blood's still there, amen? Thank God the blood's still there. I still believe he's the healer tonight, amen? I still believe he's the deliverer tonight. I still believe he sanctifies tonight, Amen? I still believe he's setting the captives free tonight. Oh, that blood stain. They don't want to hear about that blood no more. But it's the greatest sight you and I will ever see is the blood of Jesus being poured out. Give me a little while tonight. I'm telling you, I'm wound up. 
This may be a two hours. We got them taking the cross out because they said they don't want nothing to do with the cross because that was a, that was a horrific sight. They got them taking, a rent, taking songs about the blood out because that's so gruesome. I got news for you. It may have been horrific and it may have been gruesome, but that's the prettiest picture you and I will ever see. Because with that blood being flowing, that meant our redemption was being paid right there. Amen. How many know that meant our healing was being took care of? Every need we have would be took care of on Calvary's cross. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. You don't believe the blood of Jesus works? You ask Saul. He become Paul. Amen. I just love it. I may get my foot in my mouth here. I just love to hear them talk about people's failures 20 years ago or even yesterday. I'm not concerned about that. As long as they don't waller in, I'm concerned about getting the blood. Oh, get applying the covering it, amen. If the bloods cover it, forget it. If God forgets it, we ought to forget it also. Let it go on because you can't change it. But you don't have to waller in it. That's the way I look at it. Because if you know some of the things I've done, y'all would already sent me back to North Carolina. I'd have been on the first bus back. Authority said, <laughs> No, everything I've done then, thank God's under the blood. Amen. I can tell you some things. <laughs> thank God for the blood of Jesus. You know, Moses said he'd stand on the hill of God. Right here, I got to get back on my message. Because I believe many people miss it. Because they just let their hands down. said I'll stand on the hill I call it the hill of prayer because sometimes prayer is more than a laid me down to sleep anybody ever been in the altar and they travailed with God until they got an answer how many remember how many times Jesus prayed to his sweat be become as blood wasn't it that's some heavy praying there how many know sometimes you're going, to have to, you're going to have to get down and you're going to have to get a hold of God? How many know Jacob wrestled with the angel of the Lord all night long and he said, I'm not getting up here until you bless me. I think sometimes the church needs to get on their knees before God and say, we're not getting up until here, until you shake this road and you shake this community and you shake this county and you shake this. What would happen? Don't get me wrong. Let me tell you, I know many times it ain't about the length of prayer, time. But sometimes we're going to have to wage war like Jesus did in prayer. Amen? Sometimes you've got to force yourself to pray. Amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you're going to have to turn off that TV. I'll use myself here. Sometimes i got to turn off the cowboys to get on my knees before God. That's not an easy thing. So I'm just saying, some, what are you saying, preacher? What I'm saying, here's where I'm going with that little statement right there. Sometimes we're so wrapped up 
We said, we don't have time. we got to force ourselves to get down and say, I'm going to spend time with God. We can't get distracted. In fact, we ought to set aside a time every day where we get a hold of him. Amen. Can I tell you something? I'm about ready to bust some people's bu bubbles right here. God demands more than just 10% of your income. He demands 10% of your time, too. There's three T's he's looking for. Time, treasures, and talents. Amen. I'm not here to get that, but I just brought that in there to tell you sometimes we've got to get to a point that says, I'm not going to get up until you bless me. Lord, I don't care what I land aside. I got to get a hold of you. If I've got to pray to my sweat, become like Jesus did. Well, that's some heavy praying right here. Or we say, I ain't getting up here until you bless me. Are we willing to do that? Are you willing? I remember a time, oh Lord. I used to call, we used to call them women down at her church the bulldogs. They told you they was going to pray for you. That means they were going to put their teeth into you and they weren't going to let go until God got a hold of <laughs> You see where I'm at right now, don't you? <laughs> I used to call them the bulldogs down there because they're like a pit bull. Once it locks its jaw, <laughs> it ain't getting up. It ain't get, you ain't getting up until you get changed. I'm telling you, but how many people still pray like they once did? Amen. I believe God's still looking for prayer warriors. How many even pray a few minutes a day anymore? Amen. That's a shame, ain't it? We want to know why the enemy's running rough shot. God wants to take you into a higher realm, higher than the natural. But I believe it starts with getting on our knees before God. How many believe God wants to take you further than you've ever been? In the spiritual realm. You know where it starts at? In on your knees before him. Not only that, he had the rod of God in his hand. What are you saying there? What is significant of the rod of God? I believe it could represent the word of God. Anybody believe we ought to have the word of God? Amen. Prayer receives its intensity and power through the word of God. And let me tell you. I believe when we pray, I believe we pray the Word of God. Anybody else with me? Too many people. Ah. I love this. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Oh, I'm going to say here is, sometimes we, you know it by the word that it's his will. Amen. It's his will that we go, go into the labor fields, ain't it? It's his will this house be what? Full. Can I tell you? It's his will that they, this house be full. How many pray the word of God? Not that God needs reminded, but because I believe you believe it. Showing you show faith, Lord. Didn't your word say that? I remember one time. I want to tell you this. I may get run off here when I tell you what I've done one time. I may have told you this before. I was in MIP in a little place called Pine Ola, North Carolina. 
high up in the mountains of North Carolina. It was about 3,000 feet up. And it would have been a winter like it was up here. And I, I went up there expecting to do my MIP. I said, up here, I should see plenty of the white stuff coming. Because I'm in the ski resort area of North Carolina. The elevation was anywhere between three to 6,000 feet up high. And it was 70 degrees days. I got down on my knees in the parking lot. I said, Lord, I thank you for hearing my prayer. Lord, can you at least send some snow on down? And it wasn't but a couple hours later, I'm telling you this. The church had a Christmas banquet that had to be canceled because... <laughs> anyway, it was snowing the sizes of quarter dollars. It's snowing two inches on the hour, by the way. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you pray, I'm telling you, believe it. How's faith come? By hearing by what? The Word of God. You believe God to heal you? Quote them healing scriptures. How many believe in praying those scriptures? How many believe by your stripes, Lord, you said I was what? Healed. I still believe God wants to heal more people than more people are willing to ask him for healing. How many believe he's still the divine healer tonight? I still believe in divine healing. But how many people tonight are just going through the motions and don't really think about this? When Moses' hand was raised with the rod of God, the children of Israel prevailed. But when the, his hands and his rod began to fall, Amalek prevailed. Here's where we wanted to go with this the whole time, and my time's running out. How's my prayer life? How's my word life? I'm talking about being serious with it. I'm not talking about taking it for granted or nonchalant. Too many people's got the nonchalant. Too many people's got dust on their Bibles. Amen? Too many people ain't been in talk with God in a long time. Can I tell you, if Sunday morning's the only time you fall before him Sunday night or Wednesday night, you're in an issue. It's good you do it then, but we're about the rest of the week. Amen? What are you getting at? I'm telling you, if we're going to overcome and we're going to fight this spiritual battle, we've got to get serious with our walk before God. Amen? How many know we're fighting a real devil? How many know Jesus defeated the devil with, it is written? How many know he used the word of God? Let me tell you, how many want to know that it should be written in our hearts, that it fills our mouths, and it will defeat the devil? Amen? How many know anything about the word of God? Can I tell you the problem in the last day, church? Nobody knows the word of God, and nobody knows how to pray anymore. And they want to know why the devil running roughshod. Can I tell you where somebody begins to backslide? It's where they neglect these two things right here. Prayer and the word. Amen. We're in a warfare. And I'm telling you, if there's ever been a time where we needed to get into the word and we needed to be on our knees before God, it is right now. We're not playing with some fairy tale imagination, some figure created out of Hollywood. We're fighting a real fallen being who is out to steal, kill, and to destroy. You can look in your own family and probably see people you know that has been affected. 
are being tore up by him right now. Church, if it's ever been a time for the church to get on fire, it is right now. It's grow, the tension's growing in the Middle East tonight. And around the world, by the way. Not just in the Middle East, but around the world, it seems like tensions are arising. Where's the church at? Are we on fire like we once did? Or are we just sitting back playing patty cake, patty cake? Anybody know the rest of it? Hey, man, Gene does. I'm so glad right there. Somebody knew the rest of it. It's what we're playing around with. As I've told you before, it ain't a time to slumber. It ain't a time to sleep. It ain't a time to get slack. It's a time to get on fire. It's a time to get in the Word. Child of God, it ain't a time to let the devil have an onslaught. Keep your hands up there. Can I tell you, saints of God, we need to get gather together. You hear what I'm about to tell you? Too often we just let people drown. And we need to be there lifting their hands up beside of them. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We need to be there right beside them keeping their hands up to that one that's getting weary. We need to be the one right there beside of them that says, I'm going to pray for you. Amen? Where are the altar workers at today? Amen? Amen. That's what we need around here, some altar workers, by the way. Full of God that can touch God on the behalf of others. It ain't a time to just go off into the normal. It's a time to do, as the writer of Hebrews says, as we see that day growing closer, we ought to forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as we see that day approaching. Folk, can I tell you, that day's approaching. That day's coming quickly. I'm only halfway through, and I'm not going to finish this message tonight. Unless y'all got to 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, that day's fastly approaching. And what I see is going on is not pleasant to see spiritually. Too many people are letting the devil run roughshod over them. I want to tell you tonight, if you're a saint of God, he has no place. The devil has no place in your life. Don't allow him to come in. Get on fire. Stay in that word. Stay on those knees before God. And I'm telling you, be encouraged. Gather yourself with believers. And I'm telling you, victory will come. When Moses had his hands up, he was victorious. But the moment he put his hands down is when the enemy would be victorious. What are you saying, preacher? Here's to get it short and sweet. If we lose our guard and we put our hands down and quit doing what we're doing, the enemy will win. Anybody agree with that statement? But as long as we keep our hands up, what are you saying there? And as long as I keep my hands up right there, propped up, guess what? <laughs> I'm coming through. How many know Houston Town Church of God is coming through tonight? I'm telling you, I'm believing this. 
there's going to be a hundred people in here. More importantly, there's going to be a hundred souls saved for the kingdom of God. We ain't going to put our hands down. The devil may try to frustrate. The devil may try to say, where's it at? But I'm not putting my hands down. I'm going through with it. Amen? How many in here is with me tonight says I'm going through with it? Let me tell you where we're going to bring them from. We're going to bring the ones you least expect through the kingdom of God. Amen? We're going to give the ones the devil has a hold of. And we're going to give them a touch of a living Savior. Amen? But we got to get, we got to keep our hands up. And we can't just stumble. You see, and let's see, how long have I been here? 16, 17 months, somewhere around there. We've done a lot around here. We have done a lot to fix this property up for the kingdom of God, by the way. For an outreach to get them on this property. You get them on this property, the conviction to do the rest. Amen. We keep our hands up and we keep moving forward. God will do the rest. Amen. We do our part. God's going to take care of the rest. Saint of God, let me tell you something about your life. You're in a battle tonight. And that battle's for your soul. Don't put your hand down. Keep your hand up. Did you hear me? What am I saying? I'm saying stay in the word. Stay on your knees before God. And stay in the house of God. And if you keep your hand up, you will get victory. Amen? Anybody with me? But we can't just throw in the towel. If we throw in the towel and put our hands down, the enemy's won. Amen. We can't throw in the towel and just say we give up. We've done all we can do. We still got to keep our hand up. Sometimes the Lord wants us just to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, sometimes we wonder what else to do. Keep your hand up. These kids' classes, I believe, is going to grow. If the Lord tarries, Ashley, I hope you get 200 kids in that class down there. Anybody with me? I'd like to see that. Amen. Yeah, that's where it starts. We get the kids, we get the rest. She'll probably have to have some workers, but keep your hand up. Whether there's one in there or whether there's two in there or 2,000 in there. Let me tell you, I have preached to where there's only one that showed up in a church. I keep my hand up because let me tell you something. If you're faithful with the few, God will do the rest. Amen. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. And I'm telling you, victory's coming. Everyone standing in here tonight. I'm telling you, I may be on speaker here in a little bit. After all, we'll get done watching the TV tonight. How many tonight would say, I need to keep my hand up? How many tonight would say, I need to keep my hand up? Lord, it ain't a time for me to grow slack. 
It ain't a time for me to grow indifferent. It's a time for me to get on my knees and say, I'm going to keep my hand up. Who would in here tonight would say, here my Lord. I come too far to look back. I can't get slack. I can't put my hand down. I've got to keep my hand up tonight. I've got to keep my hand up serving him. I've got to have me a victory in the altar. I've got to have me a prayer life. I've got to have me a word life. I've got to have me a church life. Amen. Amen. God, victory. Keep him hand up. What are you saying there? What you're doing tonight, you go home, do it. And you open up that word on a daily basis. That two, three times a day wouldn't hurt. Keep that word up. In that name of Jesus Christ, we pray.